Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Audio's Matt Mosley. The sun did come up today after a rough weekend. If you're the combination of a Baylor fan, Cowboys fan, perhaps your high school team like mine lost as well. It was a whole <laughs> it was a whole rough go. Aaron, I'm trying to think about your high school teams, uh, how they fared over the weekend. You kind of can claim two, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, how everybody's doing. Obviously, where you started high school, Waco High School has been down in recent years. Did you get any good news from either one of your high schools over the weekend? Robinson won. Uh, Waco nice. High had was at Lake Belton, though, which... You know that's Ooh, a really really yeah. good team and uh, yeah the final score well that. Micah Hudson apparently in that one I I got to see a little tape of that the the guy going to Tech jumped up and made some leaping grab and then raced toward the end zone of course he does that on a weekly basis but this was especially uh, crazy catch and run I mean I. And and by the way, Drake Toll, usually heard here three to five, will be making an announcement. Has he been removed from the show? The answer is yes. <laughs> um, now not, but but not what you may be thinking. It's nothing Drake did. I mean, the man's he loves to tweet, loves to be on social media, and you might think has Drake been suspended yes no the answer would be yes as well no he's fine drake's out he's closing deals he's moving around the the waco right now there's no telling what kind of meeting he's a part of uh he's just he's getting in front of people doing his thing and uh we'll be and if i if i know drake the the announcement may have already happened on social media i need to take a peek and see what he's put out there. But uh, we will have some programming. I want to let him be able to do this. And uh, tomorrow, Aaron, we're going to try to pull it off today, but I've got some things that have uh, cropped up uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. And uh, so tomorrow we're going to make kind of an important station announcement involving Drake and then also our good friend Cam Stewart. And, um, in fact, I met Cam's dad and girlfriend the other day. The dad was in town from Massachusetts, big uh, Patriots fans. And uh, the dad uh, had actually attended University of Texas graduate school, but very, very nice man. And they were there they were hanging out at the uh, our uh, ESPN Central Texas kickoff show brought to you by the Office of Baylor alumni. Now, Aaron, and, again, we'll have that news, and that'll be great, but Drake – has uh, 
Aaron, we always knew it would just kind of it it would be it would be a short stay, and it turned out to be that way. Very I, short. I yeah. <laughs> I think Aaron, you're the only one that can truly put up with me because I don't allow a lot of you know. And I thought with Drake, I thought we worked him in nicely. Drake obviously can always hold his own, but Drake. Drake kind of, you know, he's a man who needs his own platform, and we're going to give him one. We're going to give him one. But, again, I'm going to let him make that announcement, and uh, we'll have that soon. But uh, Aaron will remain with me. And uh, they said, Aaron, we're going to give you the opportunity to also leave Mosley. And Aaron said, heck no, I won't go, and uh, has remained an enormous part of the three to six. Um, and so we will continue on and uh, we'll be hearing more about Drake and Cam's uh, venture as we go. You can also hear them, of course. They got the locked on. Drake uh, does locked on Big 12 and Cam does locked on Baylor. And uh, it's quite a, quite a, a couple of, uh, it's a good duo good young duo and you'll be hearing more from them in the um, coming days all right Aaron are you are you okay I mean are you are you getting sentimental for all the time we spent with Drake we had such a long he had a long run <laughs> at three to five okay it was it was a really uh we'll look back and we may maybe put a medley together or like a what do you call those Aaron a montage of all the great Drake moments from three to five, and uh, and we'll really uh, we'll celebrate that uh, in the uh, in the coming days. Now, Bears drop one thirty eight to six. Are we going to react to that today? Yeah, yeah. We got no other choice. That's that's all you've got. And we'll hear from Dave Aranda later in the program. In fact, right around five twenty five. We may, we may just play today's. We may kind of let you hear the whole thing. We'll be reacting to it throughout the day. Aaron, that was uh, you're a man. You're like me. You're patient. You're uh, well. I don't know if either one of us is patient, but I mean, at, watching that. I mean, I, I don't think we said, "Oh, Baylor's got to win this game." Would have would have enjoyed seeing the Bears be competitive. There were moments uh, the game could have been competitive. You get in the red zone, you got to make plays. Uh, Aaron, why do all our teams have to be horrible in the red zone? <laughs> have you noticed that? Cowboys are now 6 of 15 from the red zone this year. What do you think, Aaron? I don't have it in front of me. What do you think Baylor is, if you had to spitball it? What do you think Baylor is in the red zone this season? Uh, and you got to factor in. You know, they did score a little bit against LIU, end up winning that game 30-7. to But let's think about the rest of the season. Aaron, I'm going to guess it's like five <laughs> for 20. Like, I, and I'm talking about, again, this is not about, this is not about field goal. It's like how many times have they scored a touchdown in the red zone? And how many times have they been in the red zone? I, I'm almost thinking it's like, Ooh, I mean, it's got to be like four or five for 18 or 20. Maybe I'm giving him too many red zones. Does that sound about right to you, Aaron? 
Yeah, when you asked, I was thinking probably close to the Cowboys, but a few more red zone trips that resulted mm-hmm. in field goals. Mm-hmm. And against the uh, Longhorns. Now, I don't want to overdo it. I mean, at the end, another touchdown down there was going to make it, what, 38-14. to 14. Maybe they would have gotten two, 38-14. Was that going to make any of us feel better? Maybe a little bit. Maybe just a tad bit. I mean, you'll catch the ball down there. Come on now. Catch it down there. RJ's down there trying to move you into the end zone. Let's catch the football and let's make it 38-14. But in the end, it was kind of like Texas a few years ago. They were the desperate ones, Aaron. Tom Herman down there. You remember that? Remember how funny that was? Tom Herman desperately trying to score at the end of the game to make the score look better. And I think they might have punched it in. <laughs> oh, how that. yeah, yeah. The roles have been reversed, and I think the the most maddening thing. And by the way, sound off today, everybody. You can text us. You can call us. We are not. We are not a show. We are the flagship for Baylor, but we're not like oh, don't call and say negative things about Baylor. No, no. We got calls. We get to do talk shows. We get to say what we want. Now I do it within reason. I'm not trying to get out here and do something stupid, but we can let you sound off on our program. Uh, you want to call or text, it's the same number. It's the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. Um, that was bad on a lot of fronts, not the least of which great showing by the, by the kids, by the, by the students. Great. I mean, the blackout, they kind of did it on their own. Good for you. Incredible. Look great on TV. Look great from the press box. Students showed up. They showed out. Uh, the people we've been, you know, that have kind of been beat up on a little bit, Aaron, of course, I don't really do it because I don't, I just can't, I do not care as much as some people about the so-called game presentation, you know, like, Oh, my gosh, they're doing this video or they're doing that video or, oh, they're not. I stand all that. We talk about it a little bit, but the truth is I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about what people are wearing in the stands or how our game presentation translates. Well, I got to say the other day, the music sounded great to me. The crowd sounded great. I thought all the videos they put up there, the music, I thought everything they did really resonated, and and I just – we, we we whine so much as Baylor people and as fans about, like, oh, the game presentation. Oh, they won't play this music. We hate the music. We hate this. I thought even in a losing cause, uh, Aaron, I would just say, great job. Great job by the game day presentation people. Aaron Bean and that whole staff, like I saw a picture. They took a picture after the game. And I, I'm going to give – I gave it a big like, and I think I need to give it a quote tweet, basically – great job all right we beat up on you enough all the other times when you're great we should say it and uh, and by the way even when they're getting beat up on they're not bad it's just it's a product of a bad product on the field and then everything of course gets highlighted oh we hate the safari guy oh we hate this person and we don't like the the guy in the stands by the way those people are great the guy up in the stands, and then the guy handling whatever, the kickoff competition, because I see him at basketball games. All these people are like local ministers, and I like them. They're great dudes. 
Uh, their names don't come to mind right now, but I like them. They do a they do a great job. So it's never about them. It's really about the losing, and then everything feels bad when you're losing. Everything seems oh gosh, the recruiting's bad. Every NIL or everything's horrible. All right, and the truth is, Aaron, how, how you can't say anything other than everything's horrible right now because it just is. They're one in three. We'll hear from Dave Aranda later in the program. I mean, he he. what else is he going to say? Today he says, we're planning to win every game left on our schedule. Of course. What do you think he's going to say? Hey, because I think Drake was asking him, what does success look like? A bowl game? What does success look like you from you here on out? Aaron, here's what he can't say. Success is staying in a dang ball game. Success is going out and actually competing. And hanging with somebody, I mean, it, it's it's embarrassing to the program and to the fans and to everybody to go out there in the last game against Texas and get beat thirty-eight to six. It's demoralizing. Yeah, and again, I you know some people will say, "Oh my gosh, the players, you know, they're sure they're trying, they're trying their best, but the lack of execution, the lack of uh, ability in the red zone." I mean, you know, it's good news, bad news, Aaron. The good news is Garrison Grimes was the player of the game. The bad news is Garrison Grimes was the player of the game, right? He's the he's the deep snapper. You're not even supposed to really know about him. When he's doing his job, you don't even know. Well, I'll tell you what he does. The guy races down on punts, and he's always the first person down there. And quite honestly, he was the best player on the team the other night. And he, and he recovered those fumbles. I think he had two fumble recoveries down there. He he gets down there first. He makes hits. He makes tackles. He's the best. He was the best player on the Baylor team. He is the son of the offense coordinator Jeff Grimes. And I know people right now are upset with Jeff Grimes. Uh, people are upset with all the coaches, and I get that. I mean, I I get it. Now, are there reasons they're so bad right now in the red zone? Well, sure. I mean, you don't have your quarterback. You've got a quarterback that does not seem like he's quite ready for prime time. Although, Aaron, he throws a beautiful deep ball. Like when they when they block it up, when they block it up, um, I mean, can just can just deliver a gorgeous deep ball. But other times, ball's not coming out. Not totally his fault. He's under duress. O-line's getting manhandled by great Texas defensive line. Aaron, you can't watch that game and not think that there's a huge difference in talent out there. And I know people keep bringing this thing up with with uh, Aranda about, do you have Big 12 championship talent? I'm tired of hearing that mess. Nobody, nobody's, Nobody thinks that. I mean, the coach can say whatever he wants. Nobody with two eyes can watch that and think Baylor's Big 12 championship caliber talent. Now, who knows? Maybe they... Maybe they will someday. I mean, the DBs, the young DBs I like, Caden Jenkins will come up there and hit you. He'll make plays. But the other night, Aaron, what do they do? They they run the ball in the, uh, early in that game, and, and Baylor can't contain it. Like, they couldn't even – They I, it doesn't matter, young, old, whatever the DBs are. Like, e- even when they had an angle on that running back, it didn't even matter. They shoved him, and the guy just basically ran right into the end zone. <sighs> From, like, whatever that was, Aaron, was that 45, 50 yards early on? They just, you know, kind of a toss, backside toss. Just, I mean, it was, I felt like, Aaron, that, that felt bad 
because I felt like I did sometimes when I was a kid and you, and Texas would come in or like uh, when Kevin Steele was coaching That's a- and I, you couldn't help but look at those running backs and wide receivers and just feel completely inferior to that team that Texas put out there. And I, I mean, I, again, nobody dislikes the horns more than the two of us. My gosh. But you have to tip your hat and go, it's a heck of a team that walked in here and did what they were supposed to do. And they took a team that's reeling, and they and they just ended it. Now, does Baylor have a chance to punch back? Yeah. Again, it's good news, bad news, Aaron. Good news. Four more home games. Bad news, Aaron. Four more home games. <laughs> it's like the same stuff that could – could actually be a positive, can also feel like a huge negative. Like, I, I mean, tech, Texas Tech comes in here. I was talking to my daughter last night who's in high school and has constant activities on the weekends that's keeping her from going to these games. I said, put this on your calendar. You're going to the Tech Baylor game. Let's go. Let's do this. And part of me, though, was like, Ugh, what if it's bad? What if it's bad again? Now, Tech, thank goodness, is – also struggling they're one in three so it's not as easy to do the whole joey comparison oh they should have hired joey i mean they're not doing great either okay so while their recruiting looks a lot better than baylor right now let's not act like their on-field product is anything any kind of great shakes all right they're one in three and they got beat in morgantown 20 to 13 so i don't think everybody's got to be screaming right now oh mac you should have hired joey I mean, I love Joey. He'll be on our show here in a couple of weeks. But they're one in three, all right? It's not like they're running away and they've got the greatest program. Um, they're, they're, they're doing a lot of fun things in terms of what they're building and how they're recruiting. And they seem to be ahead of Baylor on NIL. Bears hopefully are making a comeback in that area. It can't happen soon enough. It is the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Aaron and I uh, continue on, and uh, we'll just we're going to stay here and we'll talk about how that game played out. And of course, we'll have Cowboys stuff coming up as well. Three forty is NFL Blitz as the Cowboys lose again. Ricky Thompson, legendary Baylor player and sideline analyst for the Bears uh, on uh, on our uh, network radio. Uh, with uh, John Morris and J.J. Joe. Ricky will be on with us at 4 o'clock. Very much looking forward to that conversation. Always, Ricky's a great friend and love catching up with him, and he'll have some interesting, and Ricky does not hold back. He'll have opinions. He will share those with us. That'll happen at 4 o'clock, uh, and we got all sorts of stuff throughout the day. You'll hear from Dave Aranda in the 5 o'clock hour. All right. Uh, more Baylor text and your thoughts. If you want to weigh in, I think now's a fine time for that. Uh, you want to give us a call, uh, Aaron will uh, Aaron will, will take care of you and we'll get you on the air. Um, have you lost heart in this uh, in this program and this staff? I I have not, but I totally I, I can understand folks that that are. Uh, I still think there's a lot of football left and a lot of opportunities, but we can discuss that, 254-662-1660. 
That's 254-662-1660. Your text messages, your calls, all of that's next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Play fake, looking right, left. Only heard here. Here. Throws it in the end zone, caught. All season. This is the first touchdown for Luke Schoonmaker. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New England Patriots. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Patriots, Sunday starting with the pregame at 2.30 here on ESPN Central Texas. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Don't miss the end of summer sale happening now at Lone Star Structures. Say big on in-stock storage sheds, ready-to-move-in cabins, greenhouses, chicken tractors, dock kennels, porch swings and gliders. Conveniently shop their sale inventory online 24-7 at LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Stop by their location on Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Visit LoneStarStructures.com or call 254-583-4411. Hurry in, sale in soon. Want to celebrate the Bears' big win or watch every road game on big screen TVs? Sound up loud and Bear fans all around? The Buckle is where you need to be. With a location just off campus, within walking distance of the stadium, the Buckle is a perfect den for food and beverages. Open two hours before kickoff. And get ready for the Buckle's full restaurant, opening in China Spring real soon. Drop on by the Buckle, the place for Bears to be. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. At Waste Connections, they keep Central Texas clean. Waste Connections provides trash pickup and recycling services to Waco area homes and businesses. Remember them when you need residential garbage service, commercial dumpsters, and garbage collection, bulk item pickups, trash compactors, or construction and demolition roll-offs. They would be honored to be your service provider. Waste Connections, 254-840-4060, 1910 South Main Street, McGregor, and at wasteconnections.com. Royal Pizza in Clifton is sure to whet your appetite. Serving the best pizza around. Check out their world-class bacon cheeseburger pizza or their pepperoni extreme. Twice the cheese, twice the pepperoni. Royal Pizza also serves pasta, specialty calzones, salads, and don't forget the wings. Open Monday through Thursday to 9, Friday and Saturday till 10, Sundays till 7. And on Friday night, home football games are open until midnight. Dine in, call in for pickup, or they will deliver. Royal Pizza located at 602 South Avenue G in Clifton. 
Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Locally owned and operated, Prestige Recycling is your hometown shredding and recycling company. They're a step above, bringing easy, community-friendly recycling to the greater Waco area, offering commercial business recycling services. They take aluminum tin cans, cardboard, glass, paper, and plastic. They also offer community drop-off bins located out front of their offices for recycling. Prestige also offers safe and secure document destruction services to commercial business and residents. Prestige Recycling, located at 5198 South Loop 340 in Robinson. to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton uh, alongside. Uh, you want to weigh in on that uh, Baylor loss, 38-6. to Home crowd, nice students, way to show up. Everybody's like, you know, wanting to get on to this person or that person. Game day group, Aaron Bean staff, excellent, excellent. Uh, always, when I see those people around, too, they're always so nice. No matter what anybody's saying on the radio, they're, they're always got a great attitude and all that kind of stuff. They, don't, they do not get caught up in, oh, man, they don't like what songs we're playing. And by the way, again, most of that has to do with losing. Nobody likes the mic man. Like that season, they went 1-11. Let's pray that's not about to happen. Everybody was, I think that might have been the season. <laughs> one of my good, one of my college roommates had to do the, <laughs> it was just not, you don't want to have to be doing that on live in front of a whole stadium when the team's losing because nobody, it, you could do the greatest job ever. The best mic man I've ever seen, they, they'll do, they, they do like, uh, they do highlights, Aaron, at Oklahoma games, and they'll let the guy with the mic do the highlights from the field. And I thought to myself, this is weird. Like, how is this going to go? And the guy was, like, incredible. Um, now, Aaron, one of those – one of these guys, one of my buddies, uh, Trey Hagens, was listening and uh, reminded me that uh, one of the guys on the mic that was running that thing, one of those contests down the field, is Nate uh, Hilgenkamp. All right, Hilgen Camp is his name, and big time minister, local minister, and that guy. And I've met him at some point, but I've always thought, golly, he's good at that. And then the other guy uh, is uh, is is really good too. So again, none of that's on. They they do a great job at all that. So uh, this is uh, this is. Uh, but anyway, we got people wanting to visit uh, CNC Collision uh, text and call line. We have opened up some lines for you if you want to sound off on what you saw the other night. Are you okay? Are you are you are you willing to kind of see how this plays out or are you already just to give up on this season? I'm not quite ready. I kind of want to see how it plays out. Was not pleased with that the other night. Red zone is awful. I mean there's no getting around it. There's reasons for it. 
Let's see if we get Blake Shapin back in there. Um, it is funny. Everybody, oh, no, rather, let's see Sawyer. Let's see Sawyer. You know what? Sawyer may end up being fine uh, in the future. But Blake was the quarterback this year. There's a reason he won the job, and he allows the offense to function much better. So it stands to reason they're going to struggle without him. Um, I don't think we ought to be shocked on that and, and just constantly, you know, hashtag fire whoever. I don't think we have to. I mean, you can have other opinions other than just fire everybody. But I understand when people uh, that have those kind of feelings, and this is a safe space. Let's go to line one. Uh, Linda has been holding. Linda, you are on the Matt Mosley show uh, with Aaron Sexton. What are you? Uh, what's going on? How are you doing this afternoon? Linda, you are on the Mosley Show. Hmm. Aaron, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Linda, if you want to call back, that's okay. We'll take. We'll do a take two on that thing. Probably, Aaron. I talked a little bit too long, and <laughs> sometimes I scare people off. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Linda, if you didn't have time and you want to make your point via text. You can do that as well. And, Aaron, you break in any time our text messagers get rolling. Once we get one, we'll usually get like 10 to 15. did have one from Chet. He said Texas football players reported 11 million in NIL can't compete with that. 11 million um, NIL money on Texas. Again, some of this with Baylor, because it's a private university, they don't put the numbers out as much. I think that's going to change here. I think Baylor is discovering that uh, maybe getting the word out that they're playing ball in the NIL world is uh, necessary. Let's tell the story. Let's get the word out there. And uh, Mac has promised, Mac Rhodes, that that will be happening in the coming days. Are you going to win NIL battles against Texas, well, occasionally on a one-on-one type thing, not like roster for roster. But, Aaron, that's not even pre-NIL. I mean, it's not like Matt Rule and his gang. Those players like Bernard and and everybody, and even before that, uh, I mean, uh, Lockhart, some of those guys, or no, excuse me, who was that? James, I'm thinking about James, and who was, big, who was the big guy that ended up with the Vikings, the great pass rusher? Uh, well, you had Bravion Roy went to uh, Carolina, but you had Big James Lynch. that was had all the uh, Lynch, yeah, had all the sacks. That's right. And and then in 2021, I get that everybody says, "Well, those were rules players." Is that accurate? Yeah. Did did um, did Bernard uh, and especially Petrie ever play like they did that year before? Well. Bernard, maybe yes. Petrie, uh, Dave, and Ron, and the whole gang, Ron Roberts and Dave Aranda, put him in great, great position. Uh, and so, you know, that, let's, let's call it what it is. I mean, I, it, yes, they were recruited by the previous regime. But Dave and his staff coached these guys up and had that incredible result in 2021. Should they... Is it crazy to think that they could have crashed and burned and bottomed out 
just two years later, well, listen, it's happening right now at Oklahoma State. It looks right now like the two best teams in 2021 are bottom of the, the conference right now. I mean, there's really no other way to get around it. Now, hopefully that's not going to be how it ends up. I mean, I don't care how Oklahoma State ends up. But um, right now, both those teams look to be lower-tier Big 12 teams two years removed. Okay, I think uh, Linda is back. Uh, Linda, you are on the Matt Mosley show with Aaron Sexton. How are you? I am great. How are you? Doing fine. Thank you. I just have a couple of comments to make. One is uh, the O-line, the Baylor O-line. It's very small. I don't understand how they think that those small players are going to go up against these huge players. And I'm afraid our quarterback's going to stay hurt all season. What do you think about that? Well... I mean, I, I think if we broke it down, you would see, like, at the start of the season, for instance, they had, like, a guy starting at guard, 6'8", um, like 320 or something, Baylor did. So I don't, I don't look out there and think necessarily, oh, man, they're just, they're just completely outsized. Now, are they getting outworked? And did it look like Texas was getting off the ball and giving them some problems? You bet. You bet. I I don't and in in right now is there a talent discrepancy? I don't know how you would argue against that. I don't necessarily know if it's a size thing like for instance on the other side of the ball like Gabe Hall is a is an athletic freak. I mean he's unbelievable. He got up and and knocked down one of those passes early in the game. Um Franklin I I do agree with you on the trench in the trenches like for instance that first game of the season they were Baylor was trying to play with a nose tackle who's about 280 or 285 and it they got moved all around so I I I I understand what you're saying in the trenches I don't necessarily think Baylor's O-line is undersized were they getting outplayed absolutely absolutely so but I am interested, and I'll, I'll take another peek at that to uh, to see if I'm seeing some kind of like a size issue there because I'm not ruling that out, but it's not something, Linda, that I've really kind of thought about, um, And but I, it's certainly something I might look into. Now, what else did you have for us? I have been unhappy with Mac Rose ever since Kim Mulkey left, and there's a lot of people unhappy with Mac Rhodes right now. And I just wonder, um, I don't know that he's helping Baylor sports. And uh, I I look at Kim Mulkey as an example. And I know I have some inside information on that. And uh, he very much was at fault with her leaving. So well, that's. You, That's basically my uh-huh. comment on that. Well, I appreciate you, Linda. Appreciate you listening, and I, I think, you, you know, that's one of those two sides uh, on that. You'll hear people that would think, "Oh, it's Max at fault." Um, I Kim certainly left on her own accord. Uh, I happen to be friends with both of the people you mentioned, and. Uh, 
and I kind of know uh, each side of that thing. And as you might imagine, I mean, there's kind of, and again, not really, I'm not even saying from them, just re- watching the situation and seeing how it all played out. Um, I get it. Um, what I mean, it, it, it's, it, you know, and Kim, it's not like that shocked Baylor or Mac that she went to LSU and had immediate success. Okay. You couldn't, if she left, um, and went somewhere like that with those kind of resources, they knew she was going to go there and win. Did they know it was going to be this quick and win a national title? Maybe not, but, but I mean, they knew, but in some ways that thing had ended that, that, that had kind of run its course. It's sad. She had such a great run and I'm like you, Linda, I still respect so much and unbelievable what she did for Baylor, but, it's just both sides were kind of ready to move on there. Um, so, but I, I, what, what Linda's right about is when you start losing in football and your program's struggling, everybody's going to be under the microscope, including the president, you know? Uh, they, oh, what about this? What about that? So I get all that. And, um, you know, I would just say Mac hired rule and obviously he, was an incredible hire and helped uh, turn around just what had been a, you know, was an awful situation coming out of the scandal and brought restored um, integrity and, and got the fan base fired up again and did it in a, in a relatively quick fashion. It was an amazing turnaround. And Aranda, at least two years in, did something incredible and helped lead one of the great seasons in Baylor history. So it's hard just to immediately go, well, that's a bad hire. I mean, yeah, last year they had a bad finish. This year it's a poor start. It's not looking great. Um, but I think, I think you know, I, I don't – again, I, are there legitimate things to look, look at on some of this? I mean, there have been some really good hires. Um, I mean, I think we're – most of us are still excited to see – what he did with, uh, you know, with bringing Mitch back. I mean, not every AD would do that, would not want to bring back somebody from the past or somebody that he keeps hearing about, oh, they were great when they had Mitch Thompson and Steve Smith, and Mac did it. So some of this stuff needs to play out, and we'll see where it, where it goes. But do I understand why people might be frustrated with the football program and Mac right now? Sure. I get it, and I get it. The more you lose in football, the more you're going to start pointing to all this other stuff. Now, I like what Nikki – I mean, this this team could be really, really good this year, women's basketball. Let's see. Let's see now that she's getting her recruits and her transfers in. Let's see what Nikki can do uh, before we just write off the, you know, oh, my gosh, Mac made a huge mistake there. All right, um, we continue on. If you want to text us. Uh, let us know, 254-662-1660. We'll try to throw open the lines again in the 4 o'clock hour uh, at around 420 and let some more people sound off. Ricky Thompson going to be on with us at 4 o'clock. Next, though, we're going to go around the NFL and the NFL Blitz, and we'll, of course, start with those Dallas Cowboys. And that was more gnashing of the teeth oh my gosh 
What an embarrassing performance. The disaster in the desert. It occurred yesterday afternoon. We'll continue to react to that in the NFL Blitz. That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's almost fall. School has started. Pumpkin spice is everywhere. And football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. At Bush's Chicken, we start each day thinking of ways to better serve our customers. Our special cooking technique ensures great tasting chicken and tenders. Plus, all the sides are prepared fresh each day. We take joy in our family serving your family. Before you end your day, we hope you'll stop by a Bush's Chicken near you. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Hey, neighbor. I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. (laughs) It sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield savings account with EECU. It has a rate of 4.5% APY with no minimum balance and no monthly fees. (laughs) 4.5%? That is big. Yep. We've done our banking with EECU for years, and we added a high-yield savings account just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash 
slash 450 save and open your account in under five minutes. Wow. Uh, what'd you call them? EECU? <laughs> yeah, that's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with the ECU and a 4.5% APY. Plus, you can take your money out anytime you need it. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. Membership requirements and terms and conditions apply. Visit EECU.org slash 450 save or call 800-333-9934 for details. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the NFL Blitz. You hear the music. You know what it means. I will tell you on a brighter note, how about those Texas Rangers? I mean, they're back at it. Uh, They had to hang on at the very end to get that thing home and win that game and stave off the comeback. But uh, what a response as the Rangers win 9-8 over Seattle and uh, lead the AOS now by two and a half games <laughs> with seven to play. Never a doubt. That's just crazy, crazy that uh, that is amazing. It, it, it kept getting away from yesterday here. Listen to this. The last ten Mariners to reach base, and this is kind of at the very end of the game, had done so with two outs. The tying run uh, was at second, was on second with two outs, and they got out of it. Wow. And uh, that was uh, that was amazing to see them do it. Even old Brock Burke got had a good moment in that game and had a big strikeout. We'll have more on that. Just wanted to bring some positive news up. Now back to all the bad news. The Cowboys, those Dallas Cowboys. And by the way, Aaron, uh, I noticed earlier today, Mike McCarthy was supposed to talk at like, I don't know, 2 or 2.30, I think about 2.30. And they said, hey, sorry, um, <laughs> about 2.08, Amazing. the note goes out. Uh, he's not going to be able to talk until, oh, I think about 4 o'clock. So that, I think his news conference is coming up in about uh, 15 minutes. Uh, they postponed the Mike McCarthy news conference today as those Cowboys – lose 28 to 16 to the Cardinals. Aaron, what do you have for us in the NFL blitz? We will start with the ugly 28-16 Cowboys loss to the Cardinals. The Cardinals were able to run all over the Cowboys to the tune of 222 rushing yards on their way to an easy victory. And there's blame to go all around for the Cowboys. The defense was bad. The play calling was bad. Dak had a terrible late interception, although the game may have still been kind of out of reach at that point. But there was uh, lots to blame to go around yesterday for the loss. Yeah. So the red zone, awful. 13 penalties. 13 penalties. I want to say maybe 10 in the first half. That's correct. I mean, that was a joke. Pre-snap penalties, interference. Then one on the Cardinals gets picked up. I mean, just, I mean, Aaron, have you ever just seen a, a guy? I mean, like, it was not a great throw. I mean, I think it was that Gallup back there that, had, that was running wide open in the end zone. Dak just kind of lollipops it up there. Well, he's waiting on it. And the defender never turned around to play the ball. Now, people get mixed up on that. In college, that 
that face guarding kind of thing always gets called. It does not always get called in the NFL. But the guy was there early, and they call the penalty, and you're thinking, Cowboys going to get the ball at the one-yard line, and they pick up the penalty. Wow. I mean, what, what do you – did, was there ever an explanation? Like after the game, sometimes there's poor reports. Aaron, how do you <laughs> – again, the Cowboys deserve to get beat. They played poorly, horrible on defense. But how do you just go pick that ball up, that, that penalty up? Now, Aaron, occasionally, like if maybe they go, well, that's uncatchable. That's uncatchable. Well, that, he was sitting there waiting on the ball. It was just, <laughs> I, I tweeted kind of jokingly – was it such a poor pass that they ended up that was the call? Like rolling it uncatchable? Yeah, what that's right, it was so underthrown. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, that although that he was wide open, all you do is just loft the ball up and hit him in stride. And Dak throws that thing up there, underthrows it, and a and the guy's trying to make the catch. And then, of course, on one of those other ones, Aaron, was that earlier, I believe, on an earlier set of downs when they tried the fade to CD? Oh, because the fade always works. Yeah, the worst great. play in football. I mean, it really is. It's it's such uh, a low percentage that it actually works. I don't and, – and teams have really gotten away from it. Every time I see it now, I kind of chuckle a little bit. I'm like, who's calling the plays for this team, you know? And, yeah. Well, we know the answer to that. I think I think there are a couple players, maybe Jefferson being one of them. Mm-hmm. You know that you, that you do say, all right, he's gonna uh, he's gonna win this battle. I, I don't know. CD does a lot of good things, and he's got a lot of speed. But I mean, Aaron, did you see him after that too? Just kind of go over there, put his head down, and oh my gosh! I honestly, Gallup was more impressive to me in that game than CD. They threw that thing up there, and CD, first of all, he kind of checks out of the play. I think he was trying to, you know, do what a lot of receivers do now and put on a little act like he got interfered with. But I swear the ball was coming in there, and he kind of, I don't know, he was like playing possum or something over in the corner of the end zone. I don't know what was going on. And um, and, 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 and they, they didn't call it and just called it an incomplete pass. On that same series, Aaron, did, was that the one where they tried to like the the speed option to the right <laughs> side? And you look out there and you're like, no, wait, what? What in the world caused them to think they had numbers out there on speed option? They they pitched first of all, they pitch it to CD, and and they got like four guys on them. <laughs> How many guys do they have out there blocking? Two maybe. I mean, it's like there. It was like the biggest no shot play. It's kind of like Mike was just like looking up. Oh, hey, hadn't done this one. Hadn't done the speed option in a while. Golly. Aaron, you know what I'd like to see? Kellen Moore's red zone numbers. I want to take a peek at that at some point today. How's my man Kellen doing? Of course, they almost got beat by just the strangest call ever. <laughs> hey, let's go for it on our own 24. Up four points. That cost them at least one yeah. game last year, maybe two, the same thing. Just the going for it on fourth down instead of I, – I don't know about their head coach sometimes and the decisions he's going to make. Stubborn just weirdness, right? And he's a defensive coach. He's just like he, – they bailed him out, but, man, what a, 
What a joke that was. I mean, that was really weird. On your own 24, fourth down, other team has no timeouts left. And how much time, Aaron? Like two minutes or something or 118? It wasn't even, was it under two minutes? It was such a strange call by those uh, by those Chargers, although they did win the game to improve to one and two. Two games tonight on the NFL's Monday night schedule. The early game, Philadelphia travels to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers, 6-15 on ABC. And then at 7-15 on ESPN, the Rams are in Cincinnati to take on the winless Bengals, who could possibly still be without starting quarterback Joe Burrow. He is a game-time decision. <laughs> Did you see the owner just taking him around in a golf cart? Didn't. I mean, just strange. Yeah, Mike Brown just kind of, you know, goes and picks him up in a golf cart. And I wanted to see, Aaron, if our man Ed Werder, part of the Doomsday Podcast with me, frequent guest of ours, did he make it? He was flying out there to cover this game, the Tampa Eagles game. And this is not like him because of weather last night in the Metroplex. Aaron, I had to tape last night in the Metroplex after the Cowboys game. I pull, I pull out of the garage. I pull out of where I was in the the hell, hell storm, just a pop-up hell storm. And I'm not talking like, I mean like big hell, just boom, 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 just beating me up. And then I turned around and tried to race back to where I was. And it just went away like literally about a five-minute pop-up hell shower. Sun was out. Sun was out. It was kind of like it was almost a response to the Cowboys thing. Wow. Well, let's, but I wanted to see if Ed made it because anytime Ed has any trouble with American Airlines, we all know about it. I'm looking at his Twitter. Everything looks okay. I think he has made it. I think he has made it. All right, Aaron, by the way, let's look at Red Zone 2022. Okay, those numbers I was asking about, Aaron, I now have them. This is 2022, last season's red zone efficiency. Uh, Chargers, this before they had Kellen Moore, 17th. Dallas first in red zone efficiency. <laughs> this year, Aaron, the Chargers are eighth. Red zone efficiency. Cowboys 27th. Hmm. 27th in the league. Not working out how they planned it, I don't think. Wow. Wow. Uh and then people are saying maybe losing Zeke may have hurt more than they realized. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it just really looks just – it's not very creative once they get down there. I kind of like Dowdle. I mean, he found his way in there. Uh, Aaron, I kind of like that Dowdle deal he did when – was that in the fourth quarter? They threw it out to him. And he looked he looked like he was dead in the water, and he and – he, uh, came all the way back across the field. I mean, mm-hmm. Dowdle was out there fighting. There were some players who came to play. And I kind of liked my man Rico Dowdle. All right, Aaron, we'll have to we'll have to retweet this one. This is a good one. 2022 versus 2023 red zone efficiency. And our man Kellen Moore has the Chargers efficient in the red zone. Now they're only one and two, and almost could have been 0 and three. Uh, 
and then the Cowboys obviously sitting here at two and one, the all-important record. All right, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton. Um, we're going to do something fun to start the four. Ricky Thompson. You hear him on the Baylor Network, and, uh, man, does such a great job on the sidelines. Now you'll hear him on the Mosley Show. We'll break down that Baylor-Texas game. We'll do it next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Don't miss the end of summer sale happening now at Lone Star Structures. Say big on in-stock storage sheds, ready-to-move-in cabins, greenhouses, chicken tractors, dock kennels, porch swings and gliders. Conveniently shop their sale inventory online 24-7 at LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Stop by their location on Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Visit LoneStarStructures.com or call 254-583-4411. Hurry in, sale in soon. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short- and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. 
Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. D'Amore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing DMRA Fine Jewelers. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Ricky Thompson, Joining the program now, and Ricky, always fun to see you out there, some of that tailgate activities before, and uh, I know you and John do some radio on a weekly basis, but man, I love having you on too, so today I was just sitting there thinking, golly, I wish I wish I could talk to Ricky, and I said, well, I guess I could if I just reached out to him, <laughs> and uh, how are you today? I know it was tough Saturday night, uh, we've seen some of these over the years but uh that was a tough way to end it ricky but i'm, I'm glad you got, could come on with me today well yeah tough way to end that series and i think we've just got to uh maybe throw that one in the closet and go on uh sometimes you do that with ball games i've played in a lot of them where uh you try to forget as quickly as you can and of course you go back and try to look at something positive. You took two of the last three in McLean from those guys and took one of them pretty handily. So it, it's not like they've dominated this series in the last three or four years or maybe even won a Big 12 championship since we've won three. So yeah, <laughs> I, I look at the positive side of it. Uh, but, yeah, that was a tough night. Uh, Texas is really good. Uh, we're not playing that well. And the mix of the two – turned into a rough night do you see like a I I just wondering about the talent discrepancy right now because it it didn't we used to have moments where we felt like that against Texas especially during the steel era I think they beat them once with Dave Roberts but there were some moments where they came in there with Mac and we felt very very undermanned I I just kind of curious you're down there uh you have a great feel for that the tr- you know in the trenches watching the O line, um, did you see guys getting manhandled? Did you did you kind of sense, man, we just don't have the horses right now to compete with Texas, or is it truly in your mind just a lack of execution? How did you feel from kind of being down there and getting that bird's eye view of what Texas brought to town the other day? Well, I. Two or three things with that comment. I I don't know that we have ever played Texas and necessarily had better talent. 
I, mm. I think that's a case where they generally have better talent, and I think we've either outcoached, outplayed, or just beat them in spite of it. Uh, that being said, I do think they are very, very talented, probably more so than in a long time. I thought their defensive front was exceptional. I did think they manhandled us up front on the defensive side. You've got Sweat, what, 6'5", 360. Uh, the dude was really quick. He's going to be an NFL guy. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if not a first-round pick. They are really talented. Uh, I think from our perspective, and I may be wrong just from watching, the players that really catch my attention right now are freshmen. I thought our freshman corners played really, really well. Uh, But let's go back and think about Jalen Petrie, Terrell Bernard, those guys that ended up being All-American type guys when they were freshmen and 18 years old. uh, They had a hard time (laughs) holding up. So I think part of this is, and this is just me, a lot of our talent is in these younger classes. Not to say we don't have older guys that can play, but across the board, what, 11, 12 freshmen playing, you're not going to win a lot of games playing those guys, but that could be a sign you're going to be pretty darn good uh, before long. But uh, talent-wise right now, Texas is as good as I've seen them in a long, long time. Yeah, it's hard to survive these days. You know, like uh, uh, the pandemic was one thing, but if you lose, like right now, the Bears have lost seven out of eight, a big streak, a losing streak against FBS. It's it's hard, Ricky, to, uh, in this day and age, to stick with people. I mean, I, I really hope they do stay with Aranda, but you can kind of sense the fan base kind of like, you know, extremely disgruntled, and, and nobody wants to wait to see these guys grow up. I agree with you, Caden and some of these guys, DJ, uh, Kyler. I, I, I'm loving some of these young players but but Ricky I mean it just doesn't it's not like the old days where okay let's give Grant a few years to get this thing going and then oh man it's popped it's popped in that third year like it did uh back in the day they let coach Landry do that right with the Cowboys it just doesn't nobody handles the business like that anymore so it's just hard to tell a fan base or anybody to be patient when things well, feel like they're not going in the right direction. I agree. I've, I've, I lack greatly in patience <laughs> in every area, including this one. And, uh, yeah. You can ask my wife. I have no patience. But, uh, and it's, I hate to lose. I mean, this is tough going on a losing streak like we've been on end of last year and early this year. And I think what we go back to, and not being ugly, but the still area, God, that was terrible. And uh, games over at halftime. And then we get into the area with Browse where we're winning again. We're winning conference championships. Everybody mm-hmm. feels what that's like. And then all of a sudden, year two, Aranda pops in 12-2, and two, best record ever. Wins the league, wins the Sugar Bowl. Mm. Uh, people get used to that. Man, I got used to it. It was sure easier to be in a ball game trying to do sideline radio in the fourth quarter 
when you're winning league championships than it is when you're struggling to just win a game. A uh, big difference. And I don't blame the fans for being impatient. Uh, I'm impatient. I don't like it. Uh, we've just got to put some trust in the fact that management, AD, Mac Rhodes are going to figure out how to do it right, whether it's with Coach Aranda, with someone else. But I I think right now uh, Mac's going to display some patience with Coach Aranda mm. and go forward. I think maybe where we missed it were the couple years coming out of those championships. Maybe didn't we didn't recruit quite as well as we could have. Uh, Coach Aranda's admitted that he probably missed it on the portal the first year that you could really access that and do some good with it. Uh, whereas this year we took 12, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I just think those methods are changing, and maybe we hit a couple of years in there where we flinched a little bit and didn't get that level yeah. of player we got, we've got. we got in the last couple of years. And you miss a couple of classes, and that's tough to recover. Yeah, and you know what? Oklahoma State's kind of in the same boat. I don't know that Mike Gundy wanted to participate in some of this transfer slash NIL. And, I mean, those are two best teams in the conference just two years ago. Uh, Baylor beats Oklahoma State to win it. And, Ricky, they're in a bad way right now. And, again, you got a lot of conference left to play, but I, I don't – both of our programs are in a tough in a tough spot right now. Uh, you What you hope is that – Perhaps the return of Blake Shapen allows Baylor just to function better on offense. I mean, that's got to another thing that's got to annoy you down there calling to see is to see them in the red zone and to kind of know what they've been able to do in the past, know what they kind of want to do. It's not that Grimes has forgotten how to call plays down there. They just they just don't they don't really seem to have anything to go to. And that is kind of maddening to get down there time and time again and not be able to produce. Uh, I guess the return of Shapen does offer some hope in that area. Well, two out of six, two out of seven uh, times in the red zone, and those two were field goals. That's not going to work. You're not going to beat anybody like that, and that's a problem. But, uh, you know, if you heard it across the board with those guys after the game, everyone that you talked to said, well, we've got Blake back next week. We've got Blake back next week. Mm. That tells me a couple of things. Uh, number one, they've got a lot of confidence in Blake. I know we've heard and heard over and over, we won't Sawyer, we won't Sawyer. Well, Sawyer's 6'4", 220, and going to be a really good quarterback. But he's not experienced, and at this point, he's not Blake. And I do think that will do two things. It's going to add some ability to do some things offensively that we've not been able to do. Clearly, with no question, it's going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm hopeful that it also adds a little swagger in these other guys when they know number 12's back there again slinging it, that it shouldn't affect their game, but Matt, you and I both know it does. It affects their confidence. It affects the way they play. And I'm looking for some better things back there uh, with Blake. I hope he's good and healthy. He looked good in mm-hmm. pregame to me. Uh, he was suited out, had his brace on. I didn't see any limp at all. 
Uh, I thought he looked really good. I, I agree with holding him out against Texas. Uh, Blake plays maybe your 31-20 instead of 38-6. Still a mm-hmm. loss. Mm-hmm. So I think they did the right thing holding him out. Maybe the road game, getting away from home, uh, four games, eight games, is uh, that's a lot of home games, Ricky. I mean, it's great for all of us. You get to stay home and all of that. But every once in a while, maybe there's some bonding that takes place and getting on the road will be a nice change. You've seen that, I'm sure. Ricky Thompson, by the way, on us as sideline analyst for the Bears. You've seen that kind of happen from time to time, and maybe getting Blake back, getting on the road perhaps could uh, could help the team. Do you see something like that being helpful to just change up the whole scene a little bit, it, it, the mood, everything, maybe to go try a road game out? I, I like playing on the road. I just thought really mm. less pressure playing on the road than at home, and you, you really – tune that noise out to an extent as the game goes along. And I think sometimes even the concentration is better on the road versus when you're at home. But I think after four in a row and with what we've done thus far, I I think it's time to get on the road. And uh, I don't know that the perfect scenario would be to play a team that's playing their first ever big 12 game on the road. I think that's bad timing for us. Uh, seems that we've done that before and I was there maybe West Virginia some years ago when mm. we opened their Big 12 career up on the road so would prefer not to be doing that uh, UCF's a pretty good football team I know they lost what was it 44-31 last week to K-State yeah. in Manhattan we've won our share in Manhattan but that's a tough place to play so uh, I think UCF is a pretty good football team and I think we'll have our hands full uh, not that we're talking lines, but I think the opening line was 11. So those guys think it's going to be a UCF win. But I don't think any of us have seen our team play to its capability yet. I think we'd all agree with that. They were better yeah. than what we've shown. And uh, this week would be a really good time to uh, put that together on both sides of the ball and play and get the outside guys involved in the game with shaping, get the ball to them, get them downfield, make some of those throws that maybe Sawyer struggled with a little bit with coming out of the pocket a little bit too quickly. Uh, And if you get a couple of those early in the game, then things start to roll. And when you start scoring, isn't it funny how your defense starts to play better when you're scoring, but that's just the way Mm -hmm. it works. It adds confidence to them too. So, I'm hopeful that we'll see maybe a little different Baylor team here in this week. Uh, Then you come back and play Tech, uh, win those two, you're three and three, and then all bets are off. You're you're in a completely different place for those last six games if you come back three and three. Ricky, when's the last time you went to uh, Disney World? Well, you know what? We took our granddaughter there two years ago, so Mm. I guess two years in December. Okay, you got your hopper pass. I don't think I'll pass. be going to Disney World this, this <laughs> coming weekend. <laughs> well, we're going to fly in Friday and yeah. go to the stadium, get things set up, and okay. have dinner, and then be ready to go for a 2.30 kickoff on Saturday. I, I could see you and John and J.J. headed out to Epcot, just take in some of those those international scene, 
I'd like to see y'all just kind of run over there, maybe get a meal, and then uh, and then be ready to go after that. Okay, I like I like. Well, we <laughs> we might even wear some Mickey ears. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I want pictures. If that happens, yeah, you know, I was I was thinking I was thinking about y'all with with uh, Grant Baylor was ten and eleven versus the Horns, and that was amazing. By the way based on what had happened in all those decades before that, that that he basically went 500 against Texas. I don't think people realize, like, how big that was. And then, like you say, Art and others kind of started beating up on him a little bit. But that that was a – looking back, that's one of the most incredible things of the Taft era, that, that they basically played Texas straight up. Uh, 500 ball over those 21 seasons. Uh, I think that's uh, that's one of the more remar- remarkable things that took place under Grant. Well, to when you consider that it was 17 years consecutive that Texas had beaten Baylor until we won in '74, and then to to know that he finished 10 and 11, that's that's quite remarkable when you think that was coming out of an 0 and 17 stretch to win 10 of the next 21. And there were some big games in there that involved championships. So absolutely, that that was pretty remarkable that Coach Taft against Texas, and it was, a, it was a heck of a series during that time with some championships involved and some big wins both here in Waco and a pretty lopsided one down in Austin I remember pretty well as well. <laughs> Yeah, 89 was at 50 to 7. That ended up that road losing streak. That was pretty awesome. I bet y'all got close to ending that thing. I'd have to think about that some of y'all's teams. Uh but uh I was trying to envision when they were down 28-6 and think about what y'all's was in 74 uh which you were down 24 to 7 I think it was, right? Before That's correct. before you came That's storming correct. back. 24 to 7. But uh, I, I can't say that I actually had, like, positive thoughts. Like, hey, maybe they'll do this. <laughs> I think, I think uh, Ricky, you're a little more optimistic than I am. I did not, after that first half, I did not quite have that thought. Like, here they come. Uh, they're going to roll out of here. But, uh, Ricky, I hope you all have a uh, safe and fun trip and uh, might as well go get a win uh, while we're out there, but uh, always love running into you and, and and love having you on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks, Matt. Glad to be on. You bet. The fleet-footed Ricky Thompson played in the NFL, played at Baylor, and you still see him in some of those. Uh, he's got great running shoes, usually kind of colorful, sometimes Baylor-type colors, and uh, the man still can get up and down that sideline very quickly. Played in the mid-'70s for Baylor, but still very quick on his feet. Uh, Ricky Thompson joining us, Baylor sideline analyst for the uh, radio network. All right, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, and uh, we will continue on. We've got Campus Confidential at 440. And uh, next, why don't we get back into it a little bit? And uh, earlier, boy, the calls were lighting up. The texts were lighting up. Love to hear from you. Um, are you are you just done almost with this season? Or do you think they could still turn this thing around? I got to say, play this thing out. Get Blake back in there. I mean, do you 
I mean, I just don't – everybody's ready to, oh, here's the new regime, let's go fire. I mean, my gosh, can we see if Blake's return give this staff a chance to turn this thing around? Or are you just too devastated from Texas just waxing the Bears uh, to move on? We'll hear from you. I'll, uh, Aaron and I will give you our takes on this. We'll do it all next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. At Allen Samuels in Waco, we've got amazing deals that make you ask, why shop anywhere else? During Ram Power Days, get a new 2023 1500 Lone Star 4x4 Crew Cab, $11,000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. Or choose a new 2023 1500 Laramie 4x4 Crew Cab, $12,500 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. That's right, we're making big deals, so hurry in today. Allen Samuels in Waco, the place to shop Ram Truck. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. They know steak at Logan's Roadhouse. Everyone will find an entree they love at Logan's Roadhouse, including wood grill steaks, fall off the bone ribs, pork chops, burgers, sandwiches, soups and salads, salmon and shrimp, and those famous made-from-scratch yeast rolls. Dine in the casual dining room or in the bar where you can enjoy a signature cocktail or ice-cold beer. Logan's Roadhouse in the Central Texas Marketplace, Waco. Open every day at 11 and until 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday nights. At Lewis Insurance Group, we work for our customers, not the insurance companies. Let us take care of all your insurance needs, your business, your home, your farm and ranch. We want to serve you with all your insurance needs. We have over 100 carriers, and we write and shop our insured rates annually to make sure you're getting the best rates available. At Lewis Insurance Group, we have 50 years combined experience and the best customer service in the business. Call Lewis Insurance Group today at 254-753-2505. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddock's Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. License TACLB1062718. They have your favorite team's gear at Barefoot Campus Outfitter. New items arrive daily and include Central Texas's largest selection of polos, caps, tees, sweatshirts, and novelty items. Show your Baylor pride with Barefoot Campus Outfitter, 1508 Spate Avenue, Waco, just off I-35. You can shop online at barefootcampusoutfitter.com. Free shipping for orders over $50 because every day is game day. Qualifications and rules apply. See Genco FCU for detail. Warning, free Genco Casasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Genco debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Genco branch office. This has been a financial health advisory, courtesy of Genco FCU. My money, my- 
the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Drake Toll, usually with us at three to five. Aaron, have you have you looked outside? Is he peeking in the window? Is he is he? Look, I, I mean, told Drake when, it's been he? a lot of fun, and he's done yeah. a great job. But just no, I'm just I'm not. <laughs> just just not going to. Just work. not working it's out. Not, no, not good. It's not working <laughs> out. Now you'll still hear Drake on that. Uh, on our kickoff, our ESPN Central Texas kickoff show, powered by the Office of Baylor Alumni. But uh, Aaron, check his social media. He may have already put it out there. Drake has got some exciting news to announce coming up soon. He and Cam Stewart always have a, a different venture in mind, and so we'll see where that's headed. But, uh, you know, he served his time on the Mosley Show. Aaron, at some point, we'll talk about what are our favorite moments with Drake <laughs> during the one month he spent with with the uh, the Mosley Show. It'll be no, it'll be. We got good news for you. It's exciting, and uh, Drake, as we speak, more and more people coming over to ESPN Central Texas. Some of our we have unbelievable sponsors on this show. We'll have uh, other shows to tell you about. Uh, coming up Aaron wasn't that wild to hear Ricky Thompson uh Baylor sideline analyst and Ricky always he tells it like it is he's mad too I mean he you know he's he's yeah he works on the Baylor network but don't think he's not pulling like crazy for the Bears uh he does such a nice job but he also has great opinions and he and John and JJ obviously have very close access and get to see stuff a lot of people don't get to see. And so uh, they all have great opinions on this and uh, are willing to share some of these things. And we're fortunate, boy, to have J.J. on, Ricky. Ricky comes on with John, I believe, on Thursdays. And uh, I appreciate uh, – I probably should have asked for permission. I kind of forgot about the scheduling part of that. But John's always very uh, generous and gracious about that sort of thing. So it was great to have – Ricky on um but I thought that was amazing Aaron 1974 at that point it had been 17 seasons <laughs> since Baylor had beaten Texas I mean I Baylor had some really good teams in the early 60s and had some good talent even through the 60s into the late 60s and then they had they brought in Bill Bill and that was a dark time after they fired John Bridgers and brought in Bill Bill but Aaron that's a long time to go without a win over Texas and maybe we did take it for granted over the last few years beating Texas um i it was uh i tell you the old timers don't take it for granted at all because it went forever without them doing it. And Aaron, I, I was doing the math in my head as Ricky was talking about that, and it was like that had to almost go back 74, if you think about that, 17 years. You had to go back to 1957. So the last team maybe to beat the Longhorns probably would have been Schaffner and uh, Dupree. I'm trying to think who all was on the 1957 Baylor team that I believe went to the Sugar Bowl. May have won that Sugar Bowl. I don't have that in front of me. But they went to the 1957 Sugar Bowl and probably played somebody like Tennessee. 
And that would have probably been Johnny Majors playing for Tennessee. Aaron, you like it when I'm somehow able to <laughs> recall things from the 1950s. This is a childhood spent reading about the SWC. And a lot of things I forget in life, but for some reason when it comes to, like, SWC stuff, it's still kind of locked in there somehow. And I used to read these books because Dad played at Baylor in the late 60s. And then uh, Stockdale, a guy named Ken, is it Ken Stockdale, would, like, write these books, and other people would write books about, like, the greatest games of the 1960s in the SWC. And as a kid in the early 80s, I, I was reading everything I could get my hands on, anything and everything about the SWC. So I can tell you that 1968, Baylor beat Ed Hargett and Texas A&M 10-9. to And Baylor beat Tom Sawyer in Texas Tech on Parents' Day right around 1968. In fact, my father might have had two sacks in that game, uh, Aaron. That was John Mosley from his defensive tackle spot. So uh, all that's kind of fun. And, and again, Aaron, sometimes we get sentimental, don't we, when, when things are bad. We try to think back about the good times. And right now, things are bad. You can text us or you can call us. We had some good calls earlier. Uh, things kind of lit up, and then we had all kinds of text messages. 254-662-1660. That's 254 254- 662-1660. Now, most of what you text us, we'll read. Now, if you make a suggestion like bringing somebody back that we all know, nobody, we're not going to read that, okay? That, like the outlandish stuff, we probably won't. I, I, but I like outlandish stuff sometimes, but we probably won't read some of that. But a lot of, uh, a lot of the comments, we enjoy hearing from you, 254 662 1660, and that is the CNC Collision Center text line. And, um, Aaron, what do you have for us? Uh, Aaron is keeper of the text line. <laughs> From the yeah, 346, which is Houston. I don't know if they're in Houston, but that's the area code. Yeah. He said, I lost heart with the Texas State loss. It's been super hard to watch. Come on, Scott Drew. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> This from the 254 says, Baylor has to embrace today's college football and pony up some big money to remain a power program. Golly, I mean, I I guess. I mean, I just stopped by and saw my buddy Jeremy Fudge the other day, Aaron, and he and his wife gave $15 million for well, yeah, the football they're talking about operation NIL. center. Oh, I know, but I'm just I'm just know, saying but... there are people ponying up like crazy. But 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 one of the issues is, I mean, like, it is tough to go to the same donors when you're like a smaller like Baylor and TCU. There's some there's like only a lot of times there's only certain people that can put like unbelievable amounts out there, like what Jeremy Fudge has just done. All right. You you don't have like Texas has more of those, but even Texas sometimes has to keep going back to the same people. You know if I what what that texter is saying is kind of true, but it it kind of takes everybody. Like if you wanna if you want the NIL to function well and all that, you probably ought to join the Bear Foundation. I'm not paid to say that or anything like that, but like 
that's a place where you pay a certain level and uh, you get your season tickets. And if you keep paying and making donations, I would imagine some of that money can get funneled to NIL. And of course, Cody Carlson's doing some of the NIL stuff and the collective and would be able to tell us more about that. But it's, it's like every school saying that. Well, we need to do more. I mean, Clemson is a, is a, is a flat-out national powerhouse. And yet they didn't really, they didn't love the NIL stuff, didn't love the portal, and suddenly they're just not looking that great. Now, they could have made a chip shot field goal, and they probably would have beaten a really good Florida State team. Uh, I didn't, Aaron, and we were doing the pregame, so I didn't get, you didn't get to weigh in on that. Did you buy, were you buying the Dabo on the hot seat talk? I mean, that, that sounded ludicrous to me. When Drake said that, but again, maybe other people, maybe I'm reading this wrong. Uh, did you, did you, Aaron? Did you, do you think Dabo is is his seat warming up, or do you think that's a long way from happening? No, I mean, it, all right. They, he took them from mediocre. Actually, they were bad when he took over. They went from, you know, they won the national championship back in the '80s. They were good, then yeah. mediocre, then bad. They were bad when he took over, and he turned them into a national powerhouse. Yeah, his first season struggling. I don't know how you can say, you know what? Let's get somebody else because yeah. who's going to go to Clemson and do better? People are crazy, though. I mean, their fans probably are saying similar things. I guess you could say, by their standards, this is probably the second season they've really struggled. And uh, and and I, I do think probably when you get beat by a Duke, that's not a traditional powerhouse in football at all. I I do think people start to say things, but I, I tend to agree with you. He's it's going to be a long time before you need to do that. Now, Aaron, I believe you told me Chris is uh, has joined us on line one. Um, and again, you can call us two five four. 662-1660. We'll hold some lines open for you. We got text messages continuing to come in. Chris, welcome to the uh, Matt Mosley Show with Aaron Sexton. What's on your mind? Good afternoon, sir. The, the question I had for you, it, it, college football seems like it's going two different ways right now. The first is kind of how Dion's doing in Colorado. I know he didn't do too great this weekend, but he's got players that fit what he wants to do in his offensive playbook. And that's one way of going about it. The other way is kind of the SEC powerhouse way we see of doing things, which is where you get players and you build your playbook around the players. It feels like at Baylor, they're not doing either one of those things. They're getting players, but they're not matching up with what they want to do either offensively or they're, they're doing things offensively and they're not getting the players that can do what they want them to do. Mm-hmm. I just want to get your feel on that. I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate that, Chris. Um, you know, what, the, the thing that kind of hangs over everything is that they had that stretch for five, six, seven years where it was like the greatest show on turf kind of thing. It almost reminded you of like what Oregon had done before, what the Rams were doing under Martz, uh, Mike Martz. And it, when you gain, when you have an identity of of scoring a ton of points, having a lot of fun, throwing the ball up and down the field, and then you decide to, uh, again, we know why these, you know, obviously we know what happened there. But it's hard to just change your identity and go, you know what, we're going to try to ground and pound this thing. Um, you, it, 
for a lot of long time, smaller schools like Baylor, um, even though they're a Power Five team, needed a trick, needed something, and of course that's what Art brought. Art had his own offense. It was sort of in the leech tree, but it was really his own thing, and and it was an amazing thing to watch. And when you watch how bad it's been recently, it's impossible. I get it, man. I'm not. Don't don't get. Don't think. Oh, Mosley's not hearing us. I get it. I get it. I watched the whole thing. I've been on the radio the entire time since the scandal happened. It's hard to have one identity and then just like, ugh, what is this? What are we watching now? 2021. I mean, RVO and all of that. It looked great. Bohannon was running. He was distributing. They won a ton of games. They did it with Brewer in 2019 with the previous regime. Um, you know, and, and that was, I mean, Aaron, I was just trying to think here. Nobody, barely anybody could tell you who the offensive coordinator was in 2019. You remember, I think he ended up maybe with the, the Panthers. Maybe he did end up with rule there. But it, it, and it was, his son played out at uh, Midway. It was <laughs> Will. What was his name? Anyway, I mean, it's just, it tells you, though, like that was, rule was just the man. It was like everybody was kind of under rule. You knew Phil Snow because he was an older defensive coordinator who'd been, you know, they just had a great relationship, and Phil Snow was kind of the man. But, I mean, most people back then couldn't even have told you, wait, who's calling plays? Who's the offensive coordinator? Because it was like everything was under rule. It's funny right? that you I say mean, that. I, I, you were absolutely right. You know how much I keep up. I couldn't tell you. I had to go look it up. Jeff Nixon and Glenn Thomas Nixon. were the co-offense yeah. coordinators, and Nixon basically yeah. ran the offense. Yeah, Thomas was like the quarterback's coach type guy yes. who had been with the Falcons, and Nixon had been with the Dolphins. I remember him. And, and his son, you know, played, and I think ended up at Nebraska, Jeff Nixon. Good guy. Pretty good offense coordinator. But, I mean, barely anybody could tell you who it is. Well, now, of course, when things go poorly, it's like Jeff Grimes. You know, it's, you want everybody out. You want everybody out. So, again, I, I, I don't know where I went with all that, but I, I thought Chris had some interesting points. Dion's just collecting a bunch of different players and he's getting a bunch of talent together, and that's one way to do it. That's like 50, 60, 70 new players. Dave Aranda has not shown any ability or desire to do that. Now, the second part, Aaron, what was Chris saying? Like He said the other way you could do it was to kind of bring in I, – I, I guess I think his main point, uh, if I understand it, is just that it's like we're kind of – it's in no man's land. There's no great identity. It's like it's like they went from. I mean, I, I think we underestimated like how hard it was going to be last year without Bernard and Petrie and Woods and like big, big, big time Boogie Barnes, Tahada, the whole gang, big, big time defensive players. And you thought, well, they'll just coach up whoever's there because this guy is like some kind of defensive genius. Well, then he has to fire his mentor and his defensive coordinator. So you're kind of left this year without any great identity. Uh, offense doesn't look like much. 
Uh, defense kind of like, well, i got these young players. They're nice. There's not a great defensive identity. This just right now looks like a bad team. Now, could that change in the coming weeks? Maybe. But, Aaron, what did they say the line? What do we have that line at? You're going on the road, and you're – I mean, think about where this – even before the season, Aaron, what do you think a UCF line would have been? Could have been like a pick maybe? I'm saying before any – Baylor put anything on film this year. Yeah, And I you think... would have said, what's that going to be? What's that line going to be out there in Orlando? Would it have been like a pick or – or Baylor by maybe favored by one or two, or UCF favored by a point or two? I honestly think it would have probably been US, UCF favored by about three and a half or four, which is basically a pick them if, yeah. if you account for home field advantage. And what is it, Aaron, 11? Yes. I mean, there's no respect for this program, and I, and I don't blame anybody right now. And, and and the point somebody made earlier, it, Ricky was making, it, 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 Baylor did not cash in on an unbelievable 2021. It's almost hard to believe now. Like, how could you not have, except for NIL hits, transfer hits, transfer portal? And both those teams in the Big 12 Championship right now are just like at a, at a low. Uh, Oklahoma State's in a bad way. Baylor's in a bad way right now. They were playing for the Big 12 title, and it came down to that unbelievable ending, and we're just two years removed from that. And the other night, Baylor did not look like it belonged on the same field with the University of Texas. I mean, you can try to put it, sugarcoat it if you want, and say, well, they got down there in the red zone. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. They, uh, they, did, they did not look like they belonged in that ball game. Now maybe Shapen can change this a few, t- a few scores here, the offense moving, functioning. I mean, Grimes could get this thing going. I still love, I mean, I really do like Jeff Grimes. I know it's not a popular thing to say right now, but he came in 2021 and did amazing things. Do we just all believe he just kind of forgot how to coach? I don't know. I wish son didn't forget how to play. Did he? Golly, Garrison Grimes played like, was unbelievable the other night, getting all those recoveries, muff punts. Aaron, that's the best play for Baylor right now. Punt it, hope they muff it, <laughs> and then have Garrison Grimes race down the field and pounce on it. Bears' best play, and he was the best player in that game the other night. And people say, oh, Mosley's being joking. Well, he was, I, you know, whatever you want to say. I'm being facetious. He was good no matter what. He played his rear off, and he's the first guy down there every single time like he it's just it's amazing to watch the guy garrison grimes son of jeff all right it is time for a little something we call campus confidential that's next this saturday the bears are on the road for the first time this season headed to orlando to take on new big 12 rival ucf 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff Saturday afternoon. It's the Bears and Knights this Saturday from the Bounce House in Orlando with John, JJ, and Ricky on the call. And it's all right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We treat you like family. New roads. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel & Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel & Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com don't miss the end of summer sale happening now at Lone Star Structures. Say big on in-stock storage sheds, ready-to-move-in cabins, greenhouses, chicken tractors, dock kennels, porch swings and gliders. Conveniently shop their sale inventory online 24-7 at LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Stop by their location on Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Visit LoneStarStructures.com or call 254-583-4411. Hurry in, sale in soon. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Audio's Matt Mosley. 
And uh, thank you for all your uh, – we'll get to more of your your uh, text text line messages there on the uh, CNC Collision Center text line. And uh, you all have had a lot of good stuff to say uh, today and appreciate your calls as well. It is time for Campus Confidential, and we always enjoy uh, when we uh, – oh, man, uh, Jim Turner Chevrolet, the great sponsor – of this fine segment. Uh, Aaron, an update. We were talking about Jeff Nixon, uh, rules offensive coordinator. Will Nixon, his son, who played at Midway, and uh, Bears wanted him, of course, and then I think he ended up in Nebraska. He's now backup running back at Washington. This from uh, a uh, one of our uh, listeners, Sean, uh, uh, texting in there. We'll call him Sean from First Baptist Waco. All right, uh, Aaron, what do you have for us in Campus Confidential? The new AP Top 25 poll is out. Six different teams received first place votes. And Colorado, after being the darling of the national media for the first few weeks of the season, didn't receive enough votes after their first loss to even make the Top 25 poll. They have fallen out this week. Georgia is... Still your number one team, not a shock. 55 first-place votes. Michigan, number two, with one first-place vote, followed by Texas at three. They received two first-place votes. Ohio State at four with one. Florida State, which beat Clemson, dropped one spot to five, still picked up three first-place votes. Penn State is number six, and Washington is number seven, and they received the final outstanding first-place Vote As far as the Big 12, Texas is at 3, Oklahoma is at 14, Kansas is at 24, and that's it, except for future members of the Big 12 in the top 25 this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got I to gotta say, I mean, pretty impressive. Leipold, I mean, I, Aaron, who would have ever thought two years later after that Big 12 championship that – like Kansas seems to be in a much better place. Certainly, Kansas State. Um, I and even right now, Aaron. What's shocking is West Virginia. Uh, when everybody uh, just assumed their coach was going to get fired this year, that's why you year to year you have to at least take a peek at this thing and see how these things played out. I mean, think about it, Aaron. Every conversation. Even after a win or two they had, has been about, well, that guy's going to get fired. Neil Brown, he's done. He's done. And who knows? Maybe he will be. But look at him. I mean, they beat Tech. Uh, and, and, again, everybody wants to talk about how Tech's recruiting's great. And Joey, and, you know, we love Joey. Still talk to Joey a lot. But Tech's one in three. Um. We got to see where Tech's going this weekend. So Tech obviously will probably show up to to Waco. I think two and three. I, whoever I saw they were playing, I thought they had a pretty good chance to win. Bears will either be one and four, two and three. Aaron, that's going to be a really interesting matchup on a lot of different levels because, of course, people think some people say, "Well, Mac should have hired Joey." And, um, again, it's not like Tech's running off. I, I do think right now they have more positive recruiting momentum, 
but how great you are in recruiting and start the year one and four, two and three, and and act like you're you're some kind of great, uh, you know, great uh, achieving program. We'll uh, we'll be talking more about that as the Bears and Red Raiders get it on in a couple of weeks. That's an October. How that's going to be? We'll be into October when that thing happens. All right, Aaron. What else do you have, sir? Notre Dame coach Marcus Freeman took responsibility for only having ten defenders on the field for the final two play of Saturday, final two plays of Saturday's mm-hmm. loss to Ohio State. He told ESPN today that changes are being made to help prevent that from happening again. Notre Dame used its final timeout with only seven seconds remaining in the game Saturday on the play. Freeman said nobody noticed there were only ten defenders for Kyle McCord's incomplete pass on second and goal from the one. By the time the staff noticed it, right before Ohio State's final game-winning play, it was obviously too late. <laughs> I mean, usually you you get caught, you know, having too many when you have too few, and you do it at a massive at a at a massive moment. Now, again, they're not the only team to ever have something like this happen. Um, the Cowboys used to run into some of this weirdness with Rob Ryan as their defensive coordinator. They were either running too many out there or not enough. And there, there was a game, there, that, that Cowboys game, Aaron, somebody had, somebody broke the huddle with too many players uh, yesterday. One of the games I was watching, somebody, I mean, it happens. But at that key moment, Aaron, what did, did Marcus Freeman not reveal the great thing they're going to put in place? Are they going to have a coach that that is a little more vigilant about counting everybody? Just have somebody to count players every <laughs> It did not say exactly what they were going to do. Can you imagine the ratings and the game day and the, the amount of money attached to that game? And you got the, the coach, the young, exciting coach, and you literally can't run enough players out there, and you do it t- twice. Golly, it's just it's just mind-numbing stuff. How at that elite of a level, uh, you still have things going happening like that. I mean, and our, our man Harbaugh was back at. Uh, that's uh, always. Uh, I think anytime he's involved, I think I think just his presence sometimes. They- can cause people to have issues. <laughs> they have come up, it looks like, with a system they think that will work. They're, if But you still have to catch it for this to even work. He basically said that they will, you know, when they realize that they, they're going to come up with a signal <laughs> so that if they ever have 10 players again, somebody just reaches we'll out. And, on. Well, no, reaches out across and touches – an offensive lineman take the penalty, but it gives them a chance to get their player on the field. So that's their response to the, <laughs> the back debacle that was Saturday is take the penalty. I would like to be that player. You just somebody I'd like to be the player who kind of takes the you know, steps onto the field or whatever, accepts the penalty. I like I like a very, very interesting response to that situation. Colorado will be without Travis Hunter for a second straight game, despite the 2A star's strong desire to return from a lacerated liver he sustained September 16th. Buffalo's coach Deion Sanders read a text message exchange he had with Hunter in a recent team meeting as the 
team prepares to take on the USC Trojans coming up. He said the text from Hunter said, quote, I need to play this week. We need to get everything we can so I can get back on the field. I'm not taking no for an answer. In a video of the meeting posted by Well Off Media, Sanders read his reply to Hunter telling the cornerback that he isn't ready to play this weekend. He said, quote, I care about you more than I care about this game. You're going to change the game of football one day when you get healthy and ready. Your future is brighter than mine will ever be and ever was. Relax and get healthy. I love you, son. Deion takes a lot of criticism, but I don't think there's a lot of doubt that he genuinely cares about his players. I don't think that there are very – I think there are very few head coaches that don't, but I think it kind of gets overlooked. You think Jerry Jones would be – he would be trying (laughs) to find some specialist to sign off on playing with the lacerated liver? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I I, I remember Jason Witten had one of those, and they were looking around the country for somebody to – Somebody to sign off on it. He's okay. He's okay. Well, it happened against Rolando McClain, former first-round pick of the Raiders. And he, and he, he had some vicious hit on Witten. Boy, Travis Hunter, great player. And, uh, well, I like kind of what Dion after the game, he did not try to go after that coach. He gave him all his props, and, and he said something along the lines, uh, better get me now. Y'all better get me now. I, I, Dion, even in a losing cause, really good theater. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I would say if you're going to get beat 42-6, he's, the, he's a good coach to have in there. Still entertaining, still saying some fun stuff, and basically saying, get your licks in now. And, uh, you know, get, get them in. And, um, and, again, this was a sign that Colorado, we, I don't think any of us thought they were a juggernaut, especially after they almost lost it at home to Colorado State. But Oregon eliminated all doubt. Oregon lined up, said, hey, we are in this, this uh, sad little conference that's disappearing. We're one of the big bullies. And you are not ready to compete with us yet. And, sadly, that's what we experienced the other night at McLean Stadium, a team basically saying, sorry, y'all no longer uh, can compete with us. And the Bears have to fix things and try to get, get things right on the road. All right, we continue on. It's the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, hadn't talked enough about the Cowboys. What happened? What, uh, what's the result going to be? What is Mike McCarthy saying? He has spoken just in the last uh, uh, few minutes, and we'll hear from McCarthy. We'll discuss it. We'll do it all next. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. I'm Joe Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security, and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters 
welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5, at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. And when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Bird Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgen Ford. Experience better at Bird Colgen Ford. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. 
Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton on hand, and uh, we are... Uh, Reacting to both Baylor's 38-6 loss to Texas, the Cowboys' 28-16 loss. Aaron, is any other loss we should react to? I mean, the Rangers actually won the bullpen somehow. Uh, I mean, it was not easy. There were tons of two-out hits throughout the game. Mariners fought and fought and fought to get back in that thing, and the Rangers did it, and the Rangers now uh, lead the AOS by two and a half games. It was just, you, you thought there was no way it could have happened uh, just like a week ago. And here they are, and there are only seven games left, and they're in great shape. And let's just see. Now, I've seen them. I have seen the Rangers. Uh, I've covered a team that just collapsed the final week, and then they had some kind of like, oh, a special game against the Oakland. Oakland came all the way back. I mean, it was it was absolutely embarrassing. Also embarrassing that Cowboys loss, twenty eight sixteen. Aaron, I was going to come back and let our folks hear the red zone efficiency or lack thereof of the Cowboys. Now, also we need to look at what Kellen Moore is doing with the um, the the Chargers. All right, the Los Angeles Chargers. Because it is, it's not pretty for the Cowboys. Now they're not; they're only one and two. They finally won. They overcame their head coach, who did something crazy and went for it on his own, like twenty-four yard line at the end of the game. But they ended up winning the game. They were up by four. It was a silly, silly play, but he did it, uh, and they survived. They lived to tell about it. He might have gotten fired on the spot if they went to zero and three. And he did that. They may have just been ready to move on from Brandon Staley. Aaron, this is 2022 red zone efficiency. This would have been when Kellen Moore was calling plays for the Dallas Cowboys. And again, I get it. Small sample setting, three games, not the end of the world, but I thought you would like these numbers. Cowboys first, 2022. First in red zone efficiency in the league. Chargers 17th. 2023 so far. Just after three games. That was all after the whole season last year. 2023, Chargers eighth. 
in the league. Cowboys 27th in the league. Some people have responded by saying, oh, maybe Zeke Elliott was a part of that. Yeah, it was nice to hand off to him down there, but I think there was some more creativity. Uh, They worked the tight ends in. Uh, Yesterday, way too many field goals. I did like what way Rico Dowdle looked down there. they got to be more creative. They've got to figure out ways uh, around. And, and, of course, McCarthy's part of that. There was a sequence at a huge point in that game, maybe it was early in the fourth quarter, Aaron, where Cowboys are trying like a speed option play down there on the red zone. And the numbers, it just didn't – It did, I mean – not only did it not work, it didn't make any sense. Generally, it's easy for media and fans to go, bad call, bad play call, it didn't work. And some of that stuff I feel like is silly. But when you when you run a speed option, you've got no numbers, you you kind of look like a head coach who's just kind of just kind of dialing up plays. Wasn't that the big just, complaint about Kellen Moore? No system, uh, just a play caller? Just, just yeah. That's what it looked like yesterday too. And it, and it, it turns out Kellen was pretty, pretty explosive, um, and uh, it was, uh, uh, it was really, it was really something to uh, watch all that and watch it take place. Um, it, it, it did look like a play that was like hey, it's on the chart. Hadn't gotten to this. Let's give this thing a go. And then they follow it up by Aaron, one of your favorite plays in the NFL or any level, uh, the fade. The old fade. Hey, let's throw a fade up to CD. First of all, Lamb barely even competed for the ball. He kind of tried to suggest maybe it was interference, wasn't competitive for the ball, and it didn't work. How many times do those things work, Aaron? What do you think the fade route the success rate is that in the NFL. It'd probably be around like 8 or 9%. But, boy, people love it. Let's throw a fade. Let's have our guy up there and make it. Is there anybody, Aaron, that you do love, like maybe Jefferson, maybe Chase, no. maybe Mike Evans? I mean, there are, there are some receivers who seemingly give you a better a better chance with a fade route. But the thing about those receivers – they have a better chance of getting open just running a regular route through the end zone or in the back of the end zone than I think of even catching those 50-50 balls because they're not 50-50 balls anymore. Oh, and then they don't get the call on the what, what a pass interference call. I mean, you see that in college sometimes, Aaron, like a pick up a flag. You don't usually see that in the NFL. Hey, sorry. Never mind. I'm sorry I threw that. I don't know what I was thinking there. I threw a flag for pass interference. Go put the Cowboys at the one-yard line, and they go pick the flag up on a ball to gallop. I don't. I mean, first of all, Aaron, it was like they if they ruled it uncatchable, they they would have to call it the ruling just a bad ball call. Like, Dak misses a wide-open receiver, underthrows him so badly, he comes back for the ball. Those usually are pass interference calls. Mm-hmm. The guy didn't turn around and play the ball. It, and he was early to the, to the deal. Now, I don't 
it's not quite as cut and dry as it is in college. Most times, if you don't play the ball in college, you're if you turn around and face guard somebody, you're going to get the call. You're going to get called for pass interference. But they, in this instance, they called the pay, the PI, and then they picked it up of all things. And then earlier in the game, since we're talking about play calling and all of that, Aaron, what'd you think of, of of Mike McCarthy deciding, or you know, three or four minutes left in the third quarter, let's go for it. On fourth and four from the five, let's go for it down here, um, down 21-13, faced with basically the same deal. You're already in the fourth quarter. He's kicking a field goal. He's kicking the field goal. I didn't even have that big of a problem with him kicking the field goal to make it 21-16. What was weird to me is think about what point in the game you are. Like, now Aaron, I, you may have had a different thought. Were you okay with them? Down 21-13, um, not taking the points and going for it with about four minutes left in the third quarter. I I don't know. I'm still torn on it. I, 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 w- I Honestly, I, I, would, I wasn't going to be mad either way. I don't mind going for that sometimes. I was more mad. I was more angry at his play calling in the fourth quarter when they were down. They didn't when they needed two touchdowns under five minutes left, and he and he calls four straight run plays. I, I was much more angry about that than I was going forward on fourth down and trying to get a touchdown when you've been struggling in the red zone. They finally kicked that field goal, and then Aaron, who was that back there? Was that Marquise Bell or who? Who, who's, who just watched? Who or was that Hooker? I'm trying to think now. Who just um, – I'm trying to think who exactly was responsible. Might have been Hooker. For just allowing that receiver to just kind of go as like a deep over. They just ran him all the way across the field. It was like he was – he had to be thinking, are they really going to do this? Are they really not going to cover me? Is no one going to pick pick me up? They They literally pass off a wide receiver on the left – he gets passed off a couple times. He runs a deep over, and no one ever covers him. And they have the enormous play there, and that allows them, of course, to get up 28-16. And the Cowboys come back down. Um, I mean, Dak plays poorly. Defense is awful. I, I, I just didn't, I didn't understand how they were getting um, – like, just gashed in the run game. Aaron, did I miss something? Is Josh Dobbs, is that his name? Josh? Mm-hmm. Is Dobbs someone that we thought, hey, pretty good running quarterback? Like, did, did I mean, I'm sure Dobbs, was he at Tennessee, wherever he played, was somewhat athletic. But did you see him? Like, you could tell. You can tell when a quarterback is just sort of surprised. Uh oh. Okay. Literally, no one is going to be out here, and I think I'll just run all day. Yeah, that wasn't I, that wasn't Anthony Richardson running the ball against him. You know who runs yeah. a four four? Like you said, Dobbs is a good athlete, but he's not a burner. And it was no. it was pretty obvious, like you said, and pretty ridiculous that he was able to scramble for as many yards as he did against the Cowboys defense. We we call those you know like like college we're we're constantly talking about RPO. You call it zone read, whatever you want to say. But he 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 hands that ball and he and he and on the fake, 
and it's like the entire Cowboys defense comes crashing down. Now, they are using Micah's speed against him. Aaron, now again, I don't think everybody's going to be able to go, all right, let's do what Arizona did. Let's go beat the Cowboys. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But you talk about a lack of discipline all day long, and they finally made some adjustments in the second half. Aaron, it was 100. At one point in the first half, they had 183 yards. I think they lost three on one of those. And so it ends up with about 180 rushing yards. How many times do you think that's happened in, like, Cowboys history, Aaron? I mean, you, I, it's, it's, it's remarkable. And Connor, Aaron's a big fantasy guy. Aaron, I mean, did we – I guess Connor has to be a guy you consider early in the draft. He's a good running back and all that kind of stuff. But still, he, he has 98 on him. And then they break out – who was the other guy? Oh, the guy – was that the guy from Port Purdue? Um, Rondell Moore. Yeah, their slot Little receiver. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little slot guy. It's like, hey, what if we line him up at wide receiver? And it was just like those those cutback lanes. There were no run fits. There were no safeties to be seen. The The defensive line got just played right out of there. And a team that was supposed to be tanking to get Caleb Williams, just, just unbel- I mean, it just amazing amazing what happened there uh to the cowboys as the cowboys fall in this game 28 16 but we've had great text messages great participation all the calls now on mondays we do like to hear what the coach has to say uh dave aranda and uh and he did his luncheon earlier today he never ducks questions and he still thinks hey we're going to try to run the table here. We're going to try to win every game. Um, we want to let you listen to what Dave Aranda had to say earlier today because it's always interesting. And I think the fans always want to be like, are the are the are they going to question him? What are the what are they going to do? Well, Drake was representing us. He was there. Cam Stewart was right there at the luncheon. Questions were asked. Answers were given. Let's uh, let's listen in. Uh, to what Coach Aranda had to say, that is next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Play fake, looking right, left. Only heard here. here. Throws it in the end zone, caught. All season. This is the first touchdown for Luke Schoonmaker. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New England Patriots. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Patriots, Sunday starting with the pregame at 2.30 here on ESPN Central Texas. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit the BaylorLineFoundation.com. 
Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. Brazos Valley Golf and Battery is a locally owned and operated sales specialist in Robinson, Texas. They carry new and refurbished automotive, commercial, lawnmower, marine, RV, and power sport batteries at better prices than any of the national chains. Need your battery checked? Visit Tommy and he'll do it for free. They also carry new and used golf carts, cart accessories, and do custom golf carts as well. Shop local. Brazos Golf and Battery on 77 in Robinson. Look them up on Facebook or Google. Brazos Golf and Battery. Wings Pizza and Things is celebrating 16 years as your headquarters for great food and great sports. Wings Pizza and Things, where there's not a bad seat in the house to catch all the games on over 60 big screen TVs. With the NFL ticket, you're not going to miss any of the action no matter who your team is. Want the best in college football? Nobody has more games than Wings Pizza and Things. With a great menu to satisfy the entire family. The name says it all. Wings Pizza and Things. Temple's number one spot for great sports and great food for 16 years. Check it out today at wingsintemple.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October, and the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com. I'm always so busy and banking quickly and safely is really important to me. So when that next shower comes up, I can check the balance on my accounts. I can buy these decorations, pay for them from my phone, transfer money, and make mobile deposits. Best of all, I can bank anywhere, anytime, on any device, on my schedule. Community Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Aaron Sexton, and right now we are going to listen to Baylor football head coach Dave Aranda's weekly press conference from earlier today. 
It's good to see you guys. Disappointing uh, game for us on Saturday. Um, today's an opportunity to dive into the tape and make all the corrections and uh, get our team back together tight. And what an opportunity with this next week. Have so much respect for Coach Malzahn and just the offensive mind and the teams that he's had in the past and have uh, been watching a bunch of Auburn film along with just the the myriad of things that we've got to defend from UCF. Um, so their film as well. And it's a, it's a uh, challenge, but what a great opportunity. And it's a game that's a, a big one for us to go out and play well and to win. And so um, I know that... Uh, I feel that way, and the staff does. I know the team does, too. And so we're excited to get to it. Take any questions you guys have. Dave, in terms of uh, the red zone, you guys, you know, drive it down there six times, get two field goals. Is it a mindset? Is it execution? I mean, what is the key to, to finishing off those drives and touchdowns? Appreciate that. Yeah, it's. I think it's both. I think the early, uh, early in the game, I think we had some specials that we called. There was a double pass we did not execute. There was a uh, a look over kind of gadget play that we didn't execute, and those are plays that were kind of or um, were repped and um, were valued for a situation like that. So to not execute them in the moment is disappointing. And, um, you know, I think the execution is at its greatest for us, unfortunately, in the low red zone when it's the tightest and the less space and just all of that. And so that's a huge area for us to improve on. I think throw game-wise, the windows were so tight that, you know, we've really got to pull the trigger on those things um, and on those balls and get them off. I think there's the one that, that we actually did that. It was picked off at the end, you know, at the end. And so I think the, those areas are challenges for us. There's a huge emphasis. We're working on that today. And so I think uh, for us to be down that many times and not get points, you can't expect to win. Dave, what's the first time you're getting to hit the road this season? How important is it for you guys to kind of almost press the reset button after the first four home games and get back to it maybe in a hostile territory? Appreciate that. Yeah, the anticipating it to be hostile, uh, anticipating um, uh, you know, and I know the turnout they're going to have and the excitement they're going to have, and so uh, for us, it's to play together and play hard. I think those two things are uh, required and um, are on a to-do list for us, and that starts you know today with um, you know telling the truth on what happened on Saturday and um, getting the, the necessary adjustments and fixes and then going in with a mindset that it's going to be us versus uh, um, uh, us versus UCF in a really hostile, hostile spot. And so I feel good about that. I feel good about the staff and their view. And having talked with a bunch of players yesterday, I feel good about their view too. And so excited to get to it. Dave, what's the marker for success now with eight games left? Is it a bowl game, eight wins? What, what's left? We're aiming to win every game that we got. And so uh, it's going to be a challenge with all of it. But that's our aim. And that's been our aim, you know. I think the the, the 
per the, the previous question, just the, and I understand the reset button and I understand that view, but we have to take all the things that we've been through and learn from them and apply them and get better, you know? And so I just think for us to have success, we can't be making the same mistakes again, you know? And so whether it's young people that are going through something for the first time, or it's a veteran that has been battling a thing and has got to get over it, or it's a better game plan by me or by us, we have to be at our best to finish the way that we need to finish, and that's our plan. You, you mentioned execution a lot, too. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like these losses are more lack of execution or more strength of opponent? Appreciate that question. I think it's probably both. I think in this last game in particular, a lot of respect for Texas and just their ability and line scrimmage, I think was something that uh, we did not play very well and did not match up. And so it's disappointing. But I think, you know, for the young people that we got playing, there's, we have a few of them where the bright lights and the big cities and there's no, there's no stopping it. And there's a few others that, that one step forward, two steps back. And I think that's how most of us go. Now, we have to learn from those things. And so that the next time into it, we're not in the same spot we were before. And I feel like that's a huge push by me and by the staff and by the team. And I feel like we do that, we will continue to get better. Dave, despite whatever you are as a person, whoever you are, mm -hmm. when you look at yourself in the mirror as a football coach, right. as a head coach, right. what has gone wrong? And how long will it take to fix it? You kind of answered that a little bit just now. Yeah, I think we have to be able to look at, I appreciate the question, we have to be able to look at the things that we're not performing well in, and we have to, you know, take any of the emotion out of it. And we have to look at, you know, whether it's that's a coaching error or it's a personnel issue or it's a, uh, you know, we're asking too much here or we're not devoting enough time here. We have to get all the emotion out of it and just address the kind of the reality of it and fix it, you know. And I think things like that can, um, as it's as simple and as difficult as that, you know, because a lot of times emotion gets into it. But, um, you know, I love the staff and I love the fact that they – um, are all in and they want to address things and they don't hold back and they want to get better and so I feel like that's the journey that we're on. How has the staff reacted to this start? I mean is there some truth serum that has to be looked at and, yes. and, and do they understand the consequences? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Coach, uh, when it comes to this week, uh, could you give us an update on Blake and if he'll be ready to go? Blake right now is day-to-day, -day, and so we're going to look at him today. Uh, he'll be with us in our team sessions today, and so excited to be able to see him out there. Are you hey. expecting Timmy McLean or John Rice Plumley this Saturday? Prepare for both. We're preparing for both, yep. Dave, uh, you talk about tell the truth Monday. Yes. I mean, uh, that's part of what y'all do. When you go through those like film sessions and you're breaking it down, I assume it's not just the players that you're evaluating. Yes. I mean, you guys look at like, man, that was a, that was not the right play call for yes. that situation. I mean, and, and sort of evaluate yourselves as coaches. Very much. Yeah, I think, or I know from our staff meetings, it's that way. But then, more importantly, it's in front of the team, it's that way. I think, I think if it was all kind of point fingers, um, that would be clearly seen and clearly taken as, as. Um, as a blaming thing and so when it is the truth and it's you know 
uh, here was what I was thinking in the situation and now reflecting on it, this could have been better or here's something that we could have repped it maybe a different way. All of those things I think are real. And I think when it's, when it's talked about that way, right, we're getting better, but we're all in it together. And I think that's the key. And that's where a lot of my faith and our faith in just our finish is, is that it's all still together. And I think how we handle these moments are critical to that. Dave, you got uh, Jordan Neighbors some touches out of the backfield this past week. Is that looking like a more permanent move or is that just trying to get him touches? Appreciate that. Yeah, that would be a permanent move. And so that, along with some um, some reps as a returner, I think finding ways that he can get the ball in his hands uh, more is going to be a major goal for us. Dave, uh, Garrison obviously had a couple big plays the yes. other day, but how has he developed just as a deep snapper? How have you seen him grow? Appreciate that. Yeah, I think off the field, um, you know, academically, um, I think just the – uh, his growth just as a young man has been really strong. I think it's been intentional by him. I think it matters to him. Uh, so there's been a lot of maturity there. And, and, and as always, that is just tied into football. And I think just the details and his work ethic and um, his care factor have all just skyrocketed. So not a surprise that he was there to make the play that he made. How big was it to get uh, Devin Lemire back for this last game, and what does what has he added to the to, to the defense with the, the big game that he had? Yeah, appreciate that leadership, toughness, uh, been there, done that. Um, I think he's got voice when he speaks; everybody listens. There's there's um, great respect for him, and so I think he only added to that with his performance. Coach, UCF gave up 281 yards to Kansas State last week uh, on the ground. You know, how important is that run game going to be for you guys heading into that territory? Appreciate that. It's going to be very important for us to get back to our style and for the line of scrimmage to go the way we want it to go. And uh, I think to set up the throw game and to set up just everything we do on offense, we've got to be able to move the line of scrimmage the other way. And so it's going to be a major factor for us. And great respect for UCF. I think, you know, they've got some defensive tackles that are big guys that knock people back and they've got pop in them and they've got linebackers that can run. And so they're uh, disruptive on that side. Of of it and so it'll be a challenge for us. Coach, I know um, Sawyer seemed, you know, he made more throws and obviously I don't know if it was mentioned enough, but there were several drop balls and it seemed like he was making better throws. I mean, what do you kind of make of just kind of the experience he's had so far and even just how do you evaluate just how he's done overall, especially the position that he's been put in this season? Appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. I think he has, um, has felt the weight of it and as much as we've tried to uh, to not to, to not have him feel the weight of uh, you know this season the record the way all of it he feels it and he's such a great kid he wants to do something about it all by himself and so I think that's probably been the biggest fight of all the fights um, but you know great family mom and dad and just all of it I, I think has really prepared him uh, for these moments and so way proud of him. Coach, post-game, Devin was talking about how he's noticing that a lot of the motivation that the guys are getting is is externally, not necessarily with, within. Where do you think the disconnect is there just in terms of keeping the guys motivated to push through during some of these difficult times? Appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's probably really common with um, people, you know, and probably um, young people in particular. And so I think to get it to where I think um, – 
you know, to get it to where, hey, there's, this is my why. This is why I play. This is why I coach. This is why I do it. And um, I don't think, I, I believe it is not, um, it is not reasonable and it's not factual to think that outside things don't get in. I think they're going to get in. And it's a matter of using the stuff that gets in for positive purposes and um, re, um, repackaging that for a way that's for good as opposed for, you know, I'm going to show this person or I'm going to, you know, all that. And so I think that's the challenge. To that end, like when you go on the road this week, I mean, mm-hmm. um, there could be kind of distractions at home sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the road, you're a little maybe a little more insulated. Yes. You know, us against the world kind of thing. I mean, yeah. could that be a, a an opportunity for growth? Or yes, that was the case last year. You know, and I think um, would like to not have that necessarily be the case, but that was the case last year. And I think there are things that can be can be better um, grown. Let's say when you're on the road. When I think kind of about those road wins last year, you think back to Oklahoma, it kind of seemed like a big turning point for you guys. Are you, mm-hmm. are you taking anything from that game, maybe heading into this game, in terms of you know maybe establishing that momentum? Appreciate that. Yeah, the, the approach is going to be similar in that uh, we have to really be tight, uh, coaches, players, um, just relationship-wise. And a lot of that starts today with telling the truth. You know, if there's something that happened, we got to be able to talk about it, but talk about it in a way that it's bringing all of us up, that it's not leaving anyone behind or putting the blame on this or that. But here's something we as a group can get better. And here we're here we are now improving. And I think that what that will allow us to do is in tough environments when it's, you know, Baylor versus the city of Orlando, then we can stay tight and we can stay together, you know, in those moments. And then I think it's playing hard. And so being in those moments to where um, you know that the person to your left and right of you are giving everything they got. And I think, you know, that is what happened last year, and we're certainly aiming for that in this one. How is the injury recovery process going for certain guys like Dom Richardson or Jarrell Boykins and just ramping up, getting them more snaps? Appreciate that. Yeah, I think Dom um, re-injured his ankle, I think, the end of the first half. He feels good now. Uh, Jarrell is working to get back in shape. Um, We're hopeful that we're getting five to seven guys back this game that have been out. I mean, the Trey Emery's, there's a fair amount, Reggie Bush's. Um, there's a fair amount of guys that have been out. You know, we have three corners uh, for Saturday's game. And so it'll be good to get guys coming back, Tevin Williams. And so, um, you know, with Blake being a possibility there. And so we're hopeful that uh, this week goes as good as it can go. And we're at probably the most full strength we've been since game one. Dave, working on a little bit of a different story here. We're going to talk about uh, the diet of Gavin Byers. Does the coaching staff have to monitor that much, or do you all have a say in kind of what they have to eat and how they can kind of stay up to speed in that regard? Yes. Now, Gavin's not one we initially have to worry about too much. I think we've got a fair amount of guys that need to put on weight and gain weight. And so actually had a meeting with our nutritionist about that today, about ways that we can um, um, better do that. But I think, um, you know, there's, you know, uh, downstairs just in this building, there's uh, certain rows where there's, there's, um, 
um, you know, vegetables, there's healthy fats, there's all of the things. And so, um, you know, for some folks, it's kind of walking them side by side, you know, um, hey, this is this is the smart choice. This is maybe not as delicious, but is the smarter thing and all that. You know, I think for um, Gavin's one that he'll eat anything. And so he's, it's probably the reason why you're doing the story on him. Yeah. <laughs> Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. This Saturday, the Bears are on the road for the first time this season, headed to Orlando to take on new Big 12 rival UCF. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff Saturday afternoon. It's the Bears and Knights this Saturday from the Bounce House in Orlando with John, JJ, and Ricky on the call. And it's all right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Come check out the end-of-summer clearance sale at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. Many of our boats are now priced as low as they can go. You don't want to miss out on these incredible deals. Also, for a limited time, we're offering free accessories packages worth up to $2,750 with select Yamaha boats. Imagine the satisfaction you would feel owning a new boat. Visit our website, MarinelandWacoYamaha.com, or Google Marineland Boating Center. You can see in our reviews why we are the highest-rated boating center in Central Texas. At Lewis Insurance Group, we work for our customers, not the insurance companies. Let us take care of all your insurance needs, your business, your home, your farm and ranch. We want to serve you with all your insurance needs. We have over 100 carriers, and we write and shop our insured rates annually to make sure you're getting the best rates available. At Lewis Insurance Group, we have 50 years combined experience and the best customer service in the business. Call Lewis Insurance Group today at 254-753-2505. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. we treat you like family. Find new roads. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad. Jesse Britt's Automotive, discounting your prices, not your service. 
Don't miss the end of summer sale happening now at Lone Star Structures. Say big on in-stock storage sheds, ready-to-move-in cabins, greenhouses, chicken tractors, dock kennels, porch swings and gliders. Conveniently shop their sale inventory online 24-7 at LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Stop by their location on Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Visit LoneStarStructures.com or call 254-583-4411. Hurry in, sale in soon. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's our superpower. First Central Credit Union pays 5% APY on your checking account. There's no penalty in this game. Get great returns while having complete access to your cash. Get in motion with First Central's reward checking that refunds ATM fees nationwide. Enjoy an automatic savings feature that pays you too. It's a snap to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Eligibility and qualifications apply. APY annual percentage yield. Member NCUA. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. This is the dismount, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, Rangers lineup just out and about what you'd expect um, as they get ready to take on the Angels this evening. going to be a late one uh, tonight, and uh, you'll be able to hear that right here on ESPN Central Texas as the Rangers try to uh, close in seven games left, now two-and-a-half-game lead, and they get to have a set of games here against the Angels, who are so far removed from this, 70 and 86 now, and uh, just kind of playing out the string. Although, Aaron, as we've seen, some of these teams stand up and play a little bit at the end of the season. Reds found out against the Pirates. Pirates have been on some kind of roll late in the season. Royals did it to the Astros, and the Royals were have just been in a horrible way. I swear they have like 55 wins on the season and they started getting after the Astros and the Astros just had obviously a bad series. Mariners just had the bad series against the Rangers. And both of those teams are reeling. Uh, we also have to look at what Toronto's doing. You got to look at tiebreakers where the Rangers fall in that. But the key is you just keep winning and angels with uh, the news recently that Otani's 
going to have the surgery. He's going to be out. Trout's out the rest of the season. They don't really have much. Uh, I'm not saying they won't be somewhat competitive, and you got to watch that bullpen. But uh, a tremendous late-season surge for the Rangers put them in position to win the division and do kind of what we thought they might do the entire season and um, or the, at least the last three months before that thing hit about a month ago. Um, bullpen's still scary, but right now they have found a little something with LeClerc, and I never thought uh, Brock Burke was going to be anything uh, he's given them a left-hander that can come in and get out and has uh, looked really good in these games. I, you know, you can't trust. I mean, obviously, you don't want to get, you don't want to try to work Will Smith back into a game. We've talked about spores. Um, they just don't have that many players you can turn to right now. What's been amazing for them has been some of the starters that they put there have helped them late in this season. And uh, and so that's something to kind of keep your eye on tonight to see who they continue to lose out, use out of that bullpen. But right now, it looked like a wipeout two weeks ago. And LeClerc, even Hernandez to a certain extent, uh, Burks helped them out. They actually have the makings of a bullpen. And quite honestly, now the story becomes, okay, who are you going to – who are you going to get going? Who are you going to, how are you going to set up your rotation for the playoff series? You got to have a Valdi probably in it. You got to have Montgomery in it. Uh, and, you know, we'll see how this thing uh, shakes out uh, for the uh, John Gray, for the Rangers. All right, everybody, have a, a tremendous evening. We'll be back with you at 3 o'clock tomorrow. And we've got a big uh, station announcement to make tomorrow. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks to everybody. We'll see you tomorrow at 3. It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Here's your host, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on this Monday. Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, the Texas Longhorns looked every bit the number three team in the nation, winning in Waco on Saturday. Give you details straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Hey folks, John Morris for the Brunerado family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit Brunerado.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your